Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is The Odd Man. Greetings and salutations. I'm Audley Stevenson, and welcome to the most audacious podcast on the internet. This is the Audacious Living Podcast, and if you're a returning listener, I say welcome back, and if you're a first time, I say thank you for being here, and I appreciate you taking a moment out of your day uh, and tuning in to the Audacious Living Podcast as we continue our ongoing goal of helping you live your best audacious life ever. Uh, as always, I encourage you to, to connect with us through our social media channels. We are on Twitter and Instagram under the handle The Audacious Pod. And if you head over to Facebook and type in the search engine, The Audacious Living Podcast, uh, you'll, you'll find us there as well. And if you happen to be watching the podcast on our YouTube channel, do know that you can subscribe to us on YouTube by clicking the notification bell below. So there's lots of options and lots of ways to stay connected to us. And certainly, you know, like, follow, subscribe, uh, phone a friend, uh, share. There's lots of great ways to keep this conversation going and keep uh, the community of audaciousness flowing and growing and thriving. We've got another great edition of the Audacious Living Podcast headed your way. And, and one of the topics uh, we'll be discussing on this edition is, and we're going to focus a little bit more on the power of hope and optimism. So twofold, they're two, the two different things, uh, but still they work hand in hand and very important to us, especially to our daily living. I've got my good friend Imad Rizvi joining me on the podcast and really, really excited to have him on and he'll do a great job in helping to expand uh, the conversation further as we take a deep dive in, into how living in hope and having an optimistic mindset can benefit us. Ahmad is a great guy and you know he and I met over a decade ago when we both were working uh, for the United Way of Peel. This is in Ontario, uh, United Way of Peel and helping them with their campaign and uh, we worked together, we had a great time, we did a lot of good stuff. And when our stint ended, we both, we both essentially went on our own paths and our own separate journeys. And his journey took him back to Pakistan, where he's from, where he now works as a performance coach and helps individuals uh, achieve their potential by recognizing the greatness that lies with all of them. Uh, he refers to himself as a serial optimist, and I'm going to get Ahmad to explain that a bit further as well, uh, because he, uh, uh, I think he really has some spot-on insights. Uh, he offers some awesome perspectives, and I'm really, really happy that he could join me on the podcast, and I'm confident that he'll leave listeners with a ton of good stuff. You know, truth be told, this is actually our, our, our second conversation, uh, but, and because of some technical difficulties and issues that we had, um, we weren't able to, we had to actually reconnect and basically redo the conversation. And in my opinion, I think the second conversation, as great as the first one was, and you'll have to take my word for it, uh, but the second one was way better, and I'm actually glad that things happened the way they did. So, uh, without any further ado, uh, I'm gonna stop the. I'm gonna stop talking. And I'm gonna uh, give you an opportunity to 
hear from my friend, Imad Rizvi. Enjoy. Profound stuff. What will end up happening? We'll see some profound stuff. I'll go, I wish I pressed record. So I press record. But as I was saying, as I was saying, you know, things just happen to um, fall into place, right? And and there's a saying that I used to say a lot before, I'm going to bring it back, um, is I don't have bad days, I have bad moments, right? And I don't let that situation kind of cloud the entire day and all the other stuff that possibly might be able to happen. So to answer your original question, I'm good, I'm blessed, I'm well, man. <laughs> love it, love it. I think that's the um, example of optimism and hope. There you go. Combined. There you um, go. It's funny you say that, if you don't mind, I'll also share. I don't know if I expressed this to you last time, but you know, when we think about life and the ups and downs, the undulations that we have, it's um, what I've experienced is, you know, that is part of life. And if you think about it, you know, our heartbeat, if you ever look at the monogram or mammogram, it goes up and down, up and yes. down. And if there are no ups and downs at the same time, then right. we're literally dead. That's so right. yep. uh, life has its ups and downs. It's, it's, it's what you do and how you respond to those times when you are down. I, hey, listen, that, that's, it's, it's, I think it's a great illustration, a good example, because, yeah, you don't want to be on that flat line because you're right, you're not alive, you're not living. And uh, in the moment, it's hard, right? I'm on, like, it's in the moment to be able to say, hey, these downs that you're experiencing, that's what you're supposed to go through. You're, you know, it's, it's part of what, the journey because they're just hard, right? They're just not fun. They're hard. And when things are great and you're living in that moment, everything's exciting and everyone's having a good time and you want to maintain that. So when you lose that, you're going, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Exactly. So, exactly. Could not agree more. There we go. So we're, uh, for, for our listeners, um, uh, we're doing this for the second time, right? We had some technical difficulties the first time around. Ahmad, you've been kind enough to sit down with me again to do this again. And um, it's funny, I, I was thinking about, you know, try to recreate a conversation. I'm not sure we can. So I'm just going to just kind of, you know, go, go with what we know and, and see where it takes us, really. Um, we touched on a little bit of optimism and hope. Um, optimism, I know, is a, a big sort of platform for you in terms of how you inspire your, your, your coaching clients and, and the individuals that you work with. So may, maybe I think that's a good starting point for, for the conversation when we talk about optimism. So, so, so maybe, first off, give me your definition of what, when you view, when someone says, what's optimism? What is it to you, Ahmad? Beautiful. And before I even go there, let me just say, I think the angels above uh, really like the fact that we get together because that's called synergy. And uh, I'm glad that there were technical difficulties. The fact is that we're back together again, man. It. Uh, it just makes me incredibly happy. Um, you know, optimism is something that I've come to learn, come to uh, live with. And I see that uh, as part of life, no matter what, we're still moving forward. So if yeah. you're looking at optimism as a definition, it's really a belief in, in something better that's going to happen. Um, it's not negating the fact that there's negativity around. Right. However, it's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And that is what gives us that spark. Um, when you talk about optimism, personally speaking, if you see it in my own little title, I refer to myself as a serial optimist. And it can drive people crazy because, you know, too much of optimism um, is almost unrealistic. But like you said, I think earlier, it's, it's, you know, yes, we have our bad, bad moments. Yes, we have our bad days. But those days are teaching us something. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's our ability to see what it is trying to teach us. And you may not get the answer in the moment. It may come down the road at some point, be yeah. it a day, be it a month, be it a, but you've just got to let it go and still have that belief that something is something positive is going to come out of it. That's what keeps us driven, passionate, purposeful yeah. behind something, right? Yeah. But when I, when I talk about uh, optimism, mm-hmm. I like to sort of dive into this idea. But let's talk about what optimism is optimism is not okay sure. and i've sort of alluded to it a little bit yeah and it's this idea that the world is perfect okay it's not that the world isn't perfect right um it's not the idea that you know uh, something bad isn't going to happen right optimism really is you seeing the potential or the possibilities of what can happen and yes. you making a conscious decision of going in that in that direction yeah. so I think for me, optimism is important. And what's really helped me is also Mm -hmm. being, uh, how would you put it? Um, Pragmatically pessimistic. Gotcha. (laughs) And what that means is um, that pessimism has its place. But we've got to look at worst case scenarios of what potentially may happen. It only prepares us um, to take the right actions, to make the right decisions, to to be conscious. Nothing's going to be perfect. No decision is going to be perfect. Right. But just knowing that you know there's a potential of something coming down the road but how yes. do you handle it is important yes so that to me is optimism and 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 pessimism it absolutely does have a place i think it keeps us honest it helps us it keeps us accountable uh, it keeps our eyes open and alert to all that's going on and and so so sometimes people you know people view pessimism pessimism as a negative thing and it's a bad thing and it, and it, it much like everything in the world it has its place right like some people think that rain is a bad thing but rain is a good thing it offers so much so it's the same thing when those who are considered pessimistic indeed indeed and uh, I, I think we have to not drown ourselves in the pessimism sure because then we don't see the light or the hope that's but right. it's just preparing ourselves for worst case scenario you 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 did say something that I, I want to key back on you when you talked about optimism and you said it was a learned something that's learned. Um, mm. uh, so yeah, and and obviously yes, there are people who are, have this that's part of their DNA and they and they're naturally optimistic, but it can be learned. You don't all you know it's just because you don't have it doesn't mean you can never not have it, right? A hundred and ten percent. Yeah, um, we're all born unique. We're all born different. Different. Right. We're all born with our own gifts inside, and I and I often say that, um, and I'm sure you've heard it everywhere else, and I believe in it um, tremendously, is that we have the ability to rewire the way we operate, mm. and we only do that through our actions, through our thoughts, through our behaviors, um, sort of on a daily, consistent basis. Right. And I think when you start to recognize something for what it is, and you start to put in the the effort, um, only then do you start to be habitual in that and um, ultimately so for me I think for me why it was such sort of a learned experience is because where I am now um, was definitely not what I saw uh, 10 years ago at least uh, even prior to that I mean I've been this uh, avid um, athlete yeah I've always had this aspiration of playing at a professional level and unfortunately on those journeys uh, for some reason or the other be it external and my own failures uh, on this journey I've always put myself down um, only because I didn't achieve what I had set myself out to. And it's just a miracle of life where, you know, those lessons that we learn uh, somehow come to a, an existence and a gift that emerges from within. And I found that, and I'm so blessed to have found that. 
and that sort of gave uh, the the kick uh, of optimism in me, yeah. and I've just built on it really, to be honest, uh, just every single day. And, and you know what happens, Ahmad, is that you'll you, you go through a situation or a series of situations and, and, and you can't make heads or tails of them. They make zero sense. You're going through them just because you kind of you have to. And when you get to the other side, you sort of look back and you're like, oh, wait a second. Now I, now I can see where all the dots connected. And those are sorts of things can also feel f- fuel this optimistic spirit as well, because you're like, OK, OK, now it makes sense. And the really, really, for me, it's about persevering and getting to the other side. 100 percent, 100 percent. I love your title of your show which is the Audacious Living Podcast, you've got to be audacious enough to actually try. And I often, you know, I, I, I'm a coach. I'm a performance coach. Uh, I think by profession now, uh, loving what I do. And what I find is it's the simplest of things. And I, I, I termed or I coined it. I don't know if it's actually, actually a thing, but it's something that popped into my head where simplicity is equal to significance. And really, if you really want to be significant in life, whatever, me, whatever you take that uh, yeah. for, it's how simple the actions that we must take that's going to lead to where we need to be. I always things. give the golf example in that where, you know, it's, it's about the millimeters. One yeah. millimeter just off hit by hitting the ball and you're miles away. But you've got to start. You've got to start um, the process. Don't think too much about where you may end up or may not end up. Just think about how are you performing today. Yes, because this is this is the time. Well, it's it's and it is the little things, right? There's the little things that make the biggest difference. And sometimes I think what happens is we sort of overlook those small things because we don't see them as significant. But to your point, they they very much are. They can't help us get where we want to go, even if we don't know where we want to go, right? A hundred percent, and that's exactly it. You know, it's it's. I'm here today because of those small changes that actually yep. took place. However, I didn't see it for that for what it for what it was, and because I like to reflect on on my my past and what I've learned from it, I'll tell you things are starting to emerge because everything's recorded in our subconscious brain. Yes, you just have to access that file, and it's been a struggle in the beginning, but I think where I am now is things come up for me, and I think yep. it's beautiful. And in this in the in this process, what I now see is uh, being pragmatic. Yes, uh, pra- pragmatically pessimistic is really I. <laughs> is really identifying, okay, what are the lessons that I can learn in the potential scenarios that may take place? And boy, it just changes my perspective on everything. And I think yeah. it's, uh, it's something that we, we have within us, we can do. Yeah. I, I, I want to provide some context on what we're talking about here uh, and also tie yeah. in a little bit of your personal story as well, because uh, as, and just for our listening audience, I mean, you know, you and I met several years ago back when you came to Canada uh, to work with the, uh, the United Way. I was a volunteer speaker there, and that's how you and I connected. Uh, you know, we, we, we disconnected, and you went back to Pakistan, and that's where you went through this whole sort of transformation. I, and, and I think there's some significance, and again, I think it feeds in directly to what we're talking about. I was wondering if you sort of kind of fill in some of the gaps here for those listeners. Sure. So um, thank you so much for bringing that up. And I think the turning point for me was when I actually moved to Canada, which was back in 2009. Um, it was uh, two years off uh, my, my inability or unfortunate luck, whatever you want to call it, uh, of me not being a professional race car driver. And I had this ambition, I had this aspiration. It just never came to fruition. And I was very, very down. Depressed might be a pretty harsh word for it, but I was very, very down that I wasn't able to achieve that. 
Right. And I think motorsports for me was the epitome of sports as in general. And I used mm-hmm. to play basketball. I had the ambition of um, uh, the NBA and yep. I used to play uh, football. I wanted to play for the Arsenal Football Club back in the UK. Mm-hmm. But no, none of those things happened. And it's when I went to Canada that mm-hmm. I discovered there was a turning point I think, in the first few years. And I'm very grateful to United Way as an organization who gave me that opportunity as a newcomer right. to the country. And they, they didn't let me go. And I, I found my voice in my experience with the United Way. And as a result, I found I came to a crossroad in my life where, you know what, we ain't rewinding in time. We're only going ahead. And the impact that I was being able to contribute towards um, the United Way movement yeah. um, made me feel alive. And I just wanted to expand that reach. And knowing, because uh, I'm 40 now, by the way, uh, when I hit when I hit forty, it was almost like this um, eye opener where I could start I could start to see fifty, sixty, yes. seventy, yeah. and yeah. I realized, you know what? If I don't make the change now, but there was a very profound question actually, just to close, um, that I asked myself. This was three years into making the move back to Pakistan. Was if I were to look back in this moment and regret not doing something, what is that something? And for me, immediately it was go back to Pakistan, and here I am. <laughs> um, it, it's been a brilliant journey. Uh, I do not have any regrets uh, in life. And I think it's, it's amazing that if you can do something, do it now. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you might look back and say, I wish I did. And, and that really is as simple as that question is that we can ask that you can you ask yourself, you ask yourself that we can ask ourselves. It really is profound. It truly truly is because it causes you to really reflect it causes you to challenge and it causes you to think beyond your present situation and, 100%. and i think by doing all of those things if you can come to the answer if you know you can fit whatever that answer is because it's going to be different for everyone but when you come to that answer if you can be okay with it or not okay with it you know that because that's kind of the impetus to take action once you well if you're okay with it then you do something if you're not okay with it then you know you don't have to or depend vice versa but the key is asking those simple questions because they can lead to big big differences and that's exactly it also scares you by the way uh, and if it scares you it means you're alive um, but i'll also say that you know the, when when you ask yourself that question you'll find that not all the time will you succeed uh, in that decision you may be upset by the decision that you made. But I'll tell you something in my experience and what I know of, of regret as a whole is you'll never regret failing at doing something that you wanted to do or try. Um, the regret actually happens if you really don't know what happened. That's, that's or, right. Or, or what you wish you had done. That's right. No, that, 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 that's actually a really good point too. Regret comes in when you don't know, right? If you try something and it didn't work out, at least you can say I tried. And and and, and 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 that helps you realize, well, maybe this wasn't meant to be, although I thought I did, because in our brains, we got it all the answers, right? Our brains have all the answers. <laughs> We've got it all figured out. Uh, right? So in my brain, I thought I could do it, but I realized that I couldn't. So, yeah, the, the, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> but I want to also add to that, though, because you actually reminded me of something is, you know what, I don't. I, and my encouragement to everybody is this that if you make a decision to do something, do not change your decision immediately. Take your time with it. And no matter whether you fail or not, your failure is not um, a answer to right. you not being successful. Right. The, I, and I learned this from my grandmother because she's a powerhouse in her own self. 
she talks about this word alternative okay. and she uh, if, if we've got time i can share with you a little story about her because please. that's an inspiration that has yes. led me to where i am yes and please so do. my my grandmother she um experienced cancer many 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 years ago and then of course she had a relapse uh, many many years later but in the first time that she had cancer she was adamant that she is not going to get chemo done and everybody had to talk about into taking getting chemo getting chemo and she was just there's no way i'm gonna get it done you find a solution for me outside of chemo and i'll take it but not chemo it took a while and eventually i think there was a pill that she had to take consistently for 15 years and she says that's it that's the one i want and she did it by god's blessing uh, she she was alive uh, still is till till, <laughs> till this day and she keeps narrating the story and she, her, her famous line for me is, there's always an alternative. Mm. And what I see is if you're, if you're failing, fail, learn from it, try it again, try it again, try it again. Yeah, there may come a point where you say, okay, enough is enough, but don't just give up hope because of a decision that you make. So be very quick to, no, be very slow to make a decision um, and, and quick to act on it. Yeah. And just keep going. Yeah. That's a great story, Maude, because there always is another way. The, a piece around alternative, it, it always is there. Uh, you know, sometimes it's alternatives aren't great options, but uh, other times they're, you know, they're, they're, the options take a bit more work. But the, the, the key is, is you don't necessarily have to settle. And that's what I love about the, the, the human spirit. I think we naturally are designed to want more and want beyond what we're in present circumstances. I, I truly don't believe that we are meant to sit still and do nothing. Like it's not, there's, there's always more to be attained. There's always more to grasp. There's always more to reach for. And it's in that, you know, and in that simple phrase, you know, there's always another option. I think that helps ignite that for us and really keeps us motivated to go after these things. hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the coming to Canada, or I'm sorry, going back to Pakistan, rather, what did you see yourself? What did you see for yourself or what was the vision going back to Pakistan for you? So again, some folks might call me crazy and I've been called crazy because my vision is actually almost 500 years long. Okay. Um, because I, I don't believe that we can ever attain everything that we ever want uh, in this life. It's what do we leave back and what do we leave behind so that the next generation and the next generation after that can take forward. So for me, it's, it's really about, am I doing what I need to do today? So coming back to Pakistan, I already was pretty clear about what I wanted to do. And that was this uh, idea of performance coaching. I believed here in Pakistan. Um, that people had an immense amount of potential, just didn't know how to realize it, uh, didn't know how to do anything with it. Yeah. Uh, and how can you capitalize on something that we already have? So for me, it's, of course, it's going to be a long journey, but my vision for Pakistan is to be, you know, a leading country on all fronts. And um, of course, I can get into more detail with that, but I'll, I'll refrain that uh, for now. But for me, it's really to see people living effective lives with a clear sense of purpose and high levels of fulfillment. And we do it one day at a time. Yeah. So ever since I got here, um, of course, it was met with a lot of positivity, especially sure. from the loved ones. Yeah. Uh, but it also was uh, uh, met with negativity in the context of, you know, see my, my language of Urdu, which is the native language here. It, um, 
it's not very strong for me, to be honest. Okay. And a lot of people had their doubts and they said, you have to learn the language. How are you going to communicate your message, et cetera, et cetera. And I was constantly put down, but it never killed my spirit because I had a belief so strong that it made me push through. And I'll just give you a quick story to, to mm. prove that uh, is, you know, anytime I go through an experience, I say, listen, in the language that we speak is one form of communication. Right. And yeah. if you look at communication as a whole, seven percent uh, of what we speak the words we use yep. uh, is actually seven percent 93 percent is body language and how you use it yes so i said if that's a formula that's true then why would i focus on the seven percent that i'm not really good at and focus on the 93 percent that i am and uh it, it got me to where i am and i had a conversation with the lead trainer here in pakistan and he had the same view for me he says you're never going to make it here because nobody will ever understand you and my response to him was there's 200 million people in this country and i don't think for a second that i'm going to impact every single one of them alone however do you believe in the message that i'm sharing with you and he said absolutely i said do you speak the language he said absolutely i said then why did you go out and spread the word so i said i'm here for collaboration i'm here to connect with people i'm here to make this community this country better than when i leave so the sense of community has to be strong in you in order to take that take that approach right because if yeah. it doesn't then you can't you can't you won't be able to move forward that's the thing i when i moved to canada yeah. i didn't see pakistan in the same light that i saw it when i was there so it's almost like you know when you um if you really want to miss something you got to let it go <laughs> yes that makes sense. no that no makes it, makes, sense. it makes perfect perfect sense but again, I didn't go to Canada with any, it, it was almost a forced uh, exit from Pakistan because the situation back in 2008 wasn't, um, wasn't very healthy. I had a one-year-old son at the time and, you know, the situation here was just yeah, pretty dreadful. Right. Um, but then, you know, over time, things started to get better over here. But as I started to discover myself and find who I am and what my gift was, I started to see Pakistan very, very differently. And I think seeing it through those those eyes, nothing's changed. I mean, yeah, there's been improvements, but um, nothing's changed in the context of me wanting to to, to run back over here. But right. I think because now I see what I want to see and what I wish to see, that's been the biggest driving force for me. And by the grace of God, I think it's the, the engagements that I've had over the past three years that I've been here has been tremendous. Uh, and I've got to say there's been growth. Uh, people are experiencing and executing on their potential and it's just remarkable to see. And I think for me, every day is a blessing. Like you yeah. said in the beginning, it's a yeah. blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to sort of share not only my knowledge, but also help people realize their, their own gifts. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, I think I'm living into my purpose, which is, yeah. Yeah. Which is yeah. brilliant. You know, the, the, it's, it's helping people unlock their gifts. It must, it must, it's, it's a beautiful feeling. And I, and I've been there when I see it and not that necessarily I've done it, but just help them recognize what they have inside of them. It's, 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 it's this, you see this, you, it's, you know, the, the, the light, this clouds open up and, and it's such a beautiful existence is to be a part of, um, sort of talk about the work that you do and helping people understand their potential, because that really is a starting point to seeing, you know, your understanding your true self. Right. So if we take the idea of potential uh, as an example, um, do you believe that you have unlimited potential? I'm asking you. I, I would say, yes, I do. All I right. feel like it. So when you ask this question to many, many, 
many people, you'll get different and That's varied correct. responses. And if you yes. really dive deep into it, people will actually start to think, do I? <laughs> the idea is that the potential that we believe we have will result in the actions that we take, which will then pr uh, produce the results that we want to see. Wow. And what happens is the results um, that we see often may not be what we desire. However, that has a dampening effect on what we believe our potential to be. So what that means is recognizing a belief within you. Now, get this, within coaching, mm -hmm. you, you can only coach someone to the limits of their beliefs, mm. right? The minute you start to go beyond that, yeah. then you're starting to overstep a boundary right. that you do not want to get into. Right. And that's where we've got to master the art of coaching. So you've got to just get to the limits of their beliefs and then massage it in such a way that perhaps that they can see things perhaps uh, perhaps differently. And everyone that I work with, there's no um, hard and fast uh, rule to say, if you work with me for a month, you'll be a change. Right, no. right, right. The, the reality is everybody's at different levels of yes. their life. Okay, yes. not just uh, um, in their age, but in, in their experience, yes. in yes. their life and everything else. Yep. And understanding people. And so when I talk to a lot of people, I always get the response that, oh, so you profile people. I said, no, I don't profile people. I study people. And I like to study people based on their body language, based yes. on what the words they use, yes. and so on and so forth. And I said, I can then determine, okay, what is the best course of action for them? Some people may have a massive transformation in a month or even in one conversation. Yes. Some people might have a transformation after a year, and that's okay. Everybody's sort of in their own journey, in their own race. Yeah. So I think it's important for people to recognize that – don't beat yourself up yeah. just because somebody else is somewhere else. Yes. Dude, they're all running their own race, if you will. Ah, absolutely. And you, you talked about this idea of comparison, right? And this is an unfortunate scenario where a lot of people like to make comparisons with others. Yes, we have our heroes, and I get yes. that. Yes. However, there was a beautiful um, speech, Matthew McConaughey, who gave it, um, I think he won one of the awards, and he talked yeah. about, you know, who's your hero? Somebody asked him, who's his hero? And he says, you know, he had to come back. Uh, he had to think about it and come back to this person and answer. He says, you know, my hero is me 10 years from now, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, 10 years later, the same person asked him the same question. He says, no, not even close. I'm not even there. It's me 10 years from now. So the idea is he, it's somebody to, you know, he, he looks forward to, to keep on chasing, you know, somebody yes. to keep on chasing. Yeah. And I think everybody has to recognize that we are our own individuals are you better than who you were yesterday yeah and i like people because you know i think i, I gave it a, a talk on happiness um some time back okay where does happiness reside and thank you because i'm going to make a post on this on instagram now. <laughs> um where does <laughs> happiness resides on the opposite of complaining on the other side of complaining yes the more we complain the less we see where happiness lies and right. so as as a sort of a performance coach um and i like to use the word performance because it's one particular niche or specific yep. niche that mm -hmm. um i sort of identify with yep. where you know when you think about performance and you think about people there are high performing people in this world and you can yes. always um, sure. refer to a an athlete or, or yep. someone who's a great actors high achievers and a high yeah high achievers there thank you for that word so when we think about performance, um, it's really a, a formula of um, a person's potential, i.e. the belief in themselves, the behavior that they uh, execute, and then it's negating the interference.
experiences that are coming in their life. Yes. What I find is, is that there are a lot of barriers that people put upon them that then prevents them to see what's possible. Yes. And as a result, my whole idea is how do we first remove the interferences, remove the barriers so that they can see what they need to see. And then they can alter their behaviors to tap into the potential that they know they have, right. that we all believe that they have, right? That's right. Because we're coming to this world as you know extraordinary beings. And we've been put in this world to, 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 um, to, to give a gift that resides within you. But the, the challenge for you is you've got to find your gift. Make the effort. Yes. You don't yes. make the effort. You, yep. don't, you don't get what you want. You got to start digging, right? You got to dig because it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's all there. And sometimes what happens is uh, it's, it's there in front of us. And, and that's why there's a value of, of having a trusted circle of people around you that you can talk with. Because from the outside, it's really easy. Like, you know, you can see what people have with them, whether they can't recognize themselves. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with even looking for that feedback or even just asking the question. Because oftentimes the things that we do that are natural to us, we take them for granted. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I think on that note, I think people have to recognize it's not just about asking the question. Uh, mm -hmm. The point is, are you willing to hear the answer? Mm. And when the willingness to, to listen to what's about to come, because I'll be honest with you, man, um, even when you're engaging with people, yes. you'll find often, more often than not, that a lot of people don't want to give their honest feedback in the fear of hurting your feelings. Right. So you've got to try and find that one or two people that really will be open, honest, and loving with you um, enough to give you uh, the truth. Right. Um, and the question is, are you willing? And if you're not willing to receive it, don't ask. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. That's a point. No, no, it's a good point. A good point. That's why, and that's why I was, uh, you know, I said a trusted circle of people, right? But yeah, absolutely. You've got, you've got it as much as you're it, that openness to accept what comes back in that. That's key. Um, yeah. the, the, the belief piece, I want to just touch on that as well, because the, the, the belief, in my viewpoint, is really the foundation of everything that moves forward. You, you, know, you, you can't move forth without that, that belief that, you know, either you've got the potential to do great things or, you know, you can achieve wonderful you know, remarkable achievements, the belief piece has to be there. Um, for those struggling with the belief uh, of, of believing in themselves, how do you get that kick started, or, or what kind of what things would you suggest to help there? Well, even before you even tap into belief in any conversation that you have, because like uh -huh. I mentioned earlier, it's it's something that you don't want to really penetrate because it's hard. It's really understanding the backstory of the individual. Yeah. Right. So our beliefs are usually formed in the first seven years of our life. Yes. And as children, when we start to grow up, what we see, uh, what we now know as as the higher power, whatever your beliefs may be, I'm not going to go into that spectrum, but whatever your whatever your beliefs may be, they're usually formed uh, from our parents, right? And it's no matter what they do, it'll always be deemed right. Okay. Gotcha. It could be something negative. It could be something positive. Whatever it is, you start to pick up on those. On those things and then you reach a point where you start thinking for yourself and then oftentimes your beliefs will be challenged in various yes. circumstances yes, yes so you've got to know the backstory first and then start working your way up mm -hmm. um very often like you said we are the expert of uh, everybody's life that that's the definition of opinions and everybody's got one and yes. you know you're only giving your opinions are only based upon the experiences that you as an individual have had and then you can sort of put it forward but we truly aren't empathetic to the people that we are engaging. Right. So when it comes to trying to change and alter people's beliefs, and I'll yeah. give you um, 
and forgive me if this gets a little lengthy because I think it's but I think it's very very powerful yeah, yeah. that our behaviors right our behaviors are the output that everybody sees that we are aware of that people see and then they will have a response good bad or ugly yes um, but where do our behaviors come from our behavior literally comes from our uh, emotions sorry our emotions if we are angry and feeling angry about something Yes. That triggers a certain behavior. If we're excited, it triggers a certain behavior. So it'll always come out through that. Where do our emotions come from? It comes from our thought process. Yes. And what we think triggers our emotions, which ultimately is demonstrated in our behavior. Yes. Now, where do our, where does our, um, where do our thoughts come from? Our thoughts come from our beliefs. And our beliefs are those foundational pieces that are built within us uh, in our formative years, of course. And then yeah. over time, uh, we, we start to learn a few other experiences in life helping oh, yeah and experiences is exactly where beliefs are formed mm. now so if you're looking at changing and altering others beliefs now i'm not talking about the spiritual beliefs i'm right. talking yeah, no, about the belief yep. in yourself yep. the belief in all of that yep you've got to start giving experiences that will help them see the change for themselves mm-hmm. because if they believe a certain thing that i'm not good enough yeah. I'll give you an example of what I did, and it's very simple. So I gave a talk um, to about 12 students, and they had self-confidence issues, okay. right? also self-esteem, so there's a combination of both. And one of the challenges at the end of our five-day uh, engagement, I said, one of the things that you probably are fearful of is, you know, what, does, what do other people think of us? Because it's unfortunate, and and it's part of life. I mean, yes, if you is. get uh, one F grade and everything else is A grades in your school, then everybody wants to focus on the F, not so much the A's. Right. In the same context, if you got a bunch of comments but with positivity, but one negative, you will drown yes. in that. <laughs> yes. So I said, okay, um, I want you all for one minute to speak about yourself. That's it. I want you to do that, and you're going to do it on camera. Mm-hmm. Then you post it up on Instagram, and here's the caption. So I gave it to them. Okay. And I said, here's the caption you're going to write. And the caption read something like, and it was many years ago, so something like, uh, this is my first time posting on social media where I'm uh, having the courage enough to speak. I would really love your honest feedback. And then I closed it. And once it was closed, I said, now we'll come back to it uh, at the end of the day. Yep. And when they opened it at the end of the day, they, they had the most views, the most positivity, um, in terms of messages. And I said, listen, there's more love in this world than there is hate. Yes. So let's just embrace that fact. Yeah. And unfortunately, we gravitate towards the hate because that's just exactly where it's easy. Yes. So if you want to change people's beliefs, you've got to give them new experiences. Yes. Yes. You see my that, point. That, that, that's a, a fabulous illustration because you, 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 it's not good enough to say you need to believe this now. Your words will not do it at all it's it's a great litmus test to that sorry i'm cutting you off but a great litmus test to that is try it with your children yeah you know you've got young children if you've got young children and you're watching this try it with your children and what you will find is that they they believe something based on our parents behaviors right and once they have that belief and they they do what you you don't want them to do they're gonna hold you they're gonna challenge you they come into the world to cause chaos and oh boy if they don't teach you something nobody else will yeah, no, that's it. And that's it. That's exactly it. I mean, children are great for that. And uh, again, the belief is strong and, and, and the belief fuels so much. Uh, the, our, our greatest 
uh, achievements and accomplishments start with our belief because, you know, you think of any great invention, uh, the Wright brothers trying to fly a plane. I'm sure a lot of people told them that they were crazy and that what are they wasting their time and, but their belief is what fueled them to go on and do great things. And so it starts with the belief, my man. (laughs) Yeah. And not just taking other people's opinions for what it is. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. We, um, uh, we talked, uh, the last time we t- in our, our first chat, unfortunately our fans didn't get to hear, but one of the things that we talked about that really stood out in my mind is the power of energy and how we give energy to one another. And I, I, I absolutely wanted to revisit that with you because, um, there's so much that could be said in terms of how we, well, you know, how we, we inspire, how we impact other people, how we motivate them to do good, great things. And oftentimes that comes from the energy they pick up from us, not necessarily the words, because as we just said, our words aren't, aren't always going to do it. Um, but it's the way they're, they're, they're made to feel by what we, what we pass on. I wonder if you could speak to that a little bit. And I don't think it's just the words that we use, it's the energy that we put out um, in our body language. Like I said, 93% is communication, is body language. Um, There's a a great phrase uh, that I learned from my mentor, and it was, we are radiant exemplars. And that means that we as individuals, if you want to be the leader that we know we can be, we have to start exemplifying those characteristics, no matter whatever uh, the, the outcome may be, but you want to put into this world what you want to get out of this world. There's no other way. We've done it the wrong way around, unfortunately, um, but we can change that. What's within our control is what we do. And if we can start to get a hold of that, then the more that we put into this, into this world, the more that's going to come out of it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of negativity that's going out, yeah, but yeah. we can't fight negative with negative in the same context. If if I believe kindness is a superpower that we have, then you've got to put out kindness, whether the other person's kind or not, mm-hmm. because inevitably that is going to start having a ripple effect. Yes. So we have to live into what we choose to see from this world. Yes. It's not the other way around. The world doesn't give it to us, that shouldn't shake us to the core. And I'll tell you that we as human beings, if we are conditioned and controlled by external circumstances, we essentially become puppets to the environment. And we are not. We are human beings. We are the only creature on the face of this planet that has been bestowed with the word being. Being implies growth. Being implies abundance. And we have that ability. And if we don't, if we are influenced by everything that's happening around us, Uh, around us then we have essentially given the remote control of our life to them and we don't want them to press the stop button pause button play button no not not at all we want we want to keep it going and and you know for me for me uh, it's oftentimes it's those little things right so uh you, you, you use kindness as an example a smile that's really it doesn't take a whole lot of effort on our part but it can have an impact on someone because we don't know what they're going through we don't know what they're experiencing and even for that brief second right i was talking earlier about i don't know i don't have bad days i have bad moments well what if we create good moments for people by just those small things that was yeah that's profound beautiful a hundred percent and when we do these things we have to eliminate expectations and I think what we get, where we, where we perhaps may go wrong is that we expect others to respond in the same way. Don't expect it. Right. Do it from the goodness of your heart. Yes. The minute you feel you're expecting it, it ain't coming from your heart right. and you're not exemplifying nothing. 
Yes. Um, so you're right. It's it's a smile. It's just telling somebody looks nice today. Yeah. It's these little things. And when you make someone feel good, that energy is going to be transferred onto somebody else and then somebody else and then somebody else. And it's a, it's a ripple effect, right? Yeah. And just allow nature to take its course. That's what nature's for. You know, things will grow, things will change, things, yep. sun goes up, sun goes down, birds fly. That's right. all, all these things happen. And we are essentially beings of nature. And if we don't learn from what's already around us, then we are doing ourselves disservice. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Ma, this is great. Um, I, I think all of what we talked about really feeds in. Like, even if I go back to the core of the podcast, right? The podcast is about living that bold, audacious life. I think everything that we've touched on contributes and feeds into that. Uh, you know, sometimes too, people sort of think that, well, you know, the audacious one is the most outgoing person in the room or the one at the center of the attention or, or the loud mouth. And, 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 and that's, that's not it. Uh, perhaps it could be part of it, but that's not what the core of it is. Uh, it's it's really about the impact we have on other people, and I think what you know the, the the points that we touched on, I just think they feed into that and do exactly that, have impact. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, this has been good uh, for, for our listeners that wanted to learn more about you or catch up with your work or follow along. Where, where can we send them, Mod? Well, I don't know how much of the work you're going to find online. I'll be honest, <laughs> um, uh, but you know, I'm 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 pretty engaged on Instagram and I put up a lot of posts over there, but I'll tell you with my Instagram um, uh, feed, yeah. uh, it's really, about, I always put up stuff that resonates with me, that lessons yeah. that I have learned and I put them into little texts. And yeah. if, it, if it hits home with someone, wonderful. If it doesn't, wonderful. Sure. I'm just doing it. It's almost my own selfish need, if you will. But yeah. I know that it sort of passes on messages and I get feedback on different messages from different people about how that they needed to hear that. Today. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really just putting out the energy um, out there. And um, you can find me there at Imad Rizvi. And you can also find me, I think, from a professional landscape as well uh, on LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, and I have a website uh, by www.imadrizvi.com. Awesome. Well, I, 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 I would say thank. Well, first of all, thank you for being here. Thanks for chatting again. You know, we, you know, I, I don't know how many years went by, you know, between gaps. Uh, but to, to know that a, a mistake, a technical issue, can have us sitting back here and having another wonderful conversation, it's 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 all good stuff. So thank you, Ma. This is awesome, and I appreciate you, my man. My pleasure. Oh, it. I mean, it's always fun. Secretly inside, there's a little part of me saying another technical glitch would be good. <laughs> I wouldn't be against it either, my friend. <laughs> oh, you're, 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 you're such energy, my friend. Just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, you. I love it. And uh, I think the world needs more of you. Thank you. I sure. appreciate you. We're all, we're all doing our part. So I would encourage you uh, to keep doing the same. Back we are here on the podcast. Big, big shout out and thanks to my friend Ahmad uh, for being here on the Audacious Living Podcast and spending time with me. Uh, it was great catching up with you, my friend, and, and I really appreciated uh, your, your insights. I thought your perspectives were fantastic and, and I really, really uh, thank you for sharing. You know, Ahmad left us with, with so much to think about, but I think if there's one thing I take away from my conversation with him, it would be this. Being both optimistic and hopeful are important positive states of mind that are beneficial to our overall psychological well-being. 
There's absolutely no question about that. Being optimistic means that we're, we're looking for that silver lining while acknowledging that the negative exists at the same time. So we're not ignoring that it's not there. We're acknowledging the negativity, but we're, we're looking for the bright side. Whereas people who are hopeful live with this confidence that the thing that you want, it will happen. They definitely both have a place in our lives and it's our job to tap into them and fall back in them and use them every opportunity we get. By choosing to see the light at the end of the tunnel, we're giving ourselves energy while creating a more peaceful, happier, calm state of mind. Hey, if uh, you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com. All you've got to do is enter in your email address and you will immediately be connected. Um, I, I, you know, I, I really, you know, I, you know, as we wind down this episode, I, I really uh, want to take this opportunity to, to to thank our incredible listeners, uh, all lovers of audaciousness. Yeah, you guys are fantastic. I appreciate all the great feedback, the comments, the the direct messages, uh, the likes. Uh, really, really, uh, the support has been tremendous, and and so I take this opportunity uh, to thank you as I always do. Your support is fantastic. And it's appreciated, so I thank you. As we reach the end of the, another episode, I leave you as I always do when I say, until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.